Almighty God, to you all hearts are open, all desires known, and from you no secrets are hidden. Cleanse the thoughts of our hearts by the inspiration of your Holy Spirit, that we may perfectly love you and worthily magnify your holy name. Through Christ our Lord.
sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh and to deal with sin, he condemned sin in the flesh. So that the just requirement of the law might be fulfilled in us who walk not according to the flesh, but according to the Spirit. For those who live according to the flesh set their minds on the things of the flesh. But those who live according to the Spirit set their minds on the things of the Spirit. To set the mind on the flesh is death. But to set the mind on the Spirit is life and peace. For this reason, the mind that is set on the flesh is hostile to God. It does not submit to God's law, indeed it cannot. And those who are in the flesh cannot please God. But you are not in the flesh. You are in the Spirit, since the Spirit of God dwells in you. Anyone who does not have the Spirit of Christ does not belong to him. But if Christ is in you, though the body is dead because of sin, the Spirit is life because of righteousness. If the Spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he who raised Christ from the dead will give life to your mortal bodies also. Through his Spirit, that dwells in you. Hear what the Spirit is saying to the church.
went out and sat beside the sea. Such great crowds gathered around him, and he got into a boat and sat there, while the whole crowd stood on the beach. And he told them many things in parables, saying, Listen, a sower went out to sow, and as he sowed, some seeds fell on the path, and the birds came and ate them up. Other seeds fell on rocky ground, where they did not have much soil, and they sprang up quickly, since they had no depth of soil. But when the sun rose, they were scorched, and since they had no root, they withered away. Other seeds fell on thorns, and the thorns grew up and choked them. Other seeds fell on good soil, and brought forth grain, some a hundredfold, some sixty. Let anyone with ears listen. Hear then the parable, the parable of the sower. When anyone hears the word of the kingdom and does not understand it, the evil one comes and snatches away what is sown in the heart. This is what was sown on the path. As for what was sown on rocky ground, this is the one who hears the word and immediately receives it with joy, yet such a person has no roots but endures only for a while. And when trouble and persecution arises on account of the word, that person immediately falls away. As for what was sown among thorns, this is the one who hears the word, but the cares of the world and the lore of wealth choke the word, and it yields nothing. But as for what was sown on good soil, this is the one who hears the word and understands it, who indeed bears fruits and yields, in one case a hundredfold, in another sixty, and in another thirty. The Gospel of the Lord. Exactly where it was coming from. The 
from all in the past. Except for one thing. I realize that I don't often listen with the kind of concentration and focus with which I listened to our building on Thursday mornings. In today's gospel, Jesus said, Listen, let anyone with ears listen. All of this talk of seeds falling on different types of ground seems to me to be mainly about listening. But Jesus taught about listening because listening doesn't just happen passively. It is not synonymous with hearing. In fact, one of the best listeners I know is deaf. We don't assume that all noise that enters our ears makes its way to our brains and then finds meaning and is translated into understanding and knowledge. Anyone who's ever been in the company of a child or a family member of any age knows that we are not born with the skill of listening. Sure, communal life and family life, marriage, friendship, would be easier if this were so, but alas, it's not. Listening is learned, and it requires intention and practice. Jesus speaks about the seed of the message of the kingdom of God. The seed is the message of the kingdom of God in this parable. It's what he's trying to teach everyone he meets along his way. If we can love God and love our neighbor, if we can overcome greed and hatred and destructive desires, then we can help God bring about the kingdom of love here on earth. It's an amazing message. But Jesus was having a heck of a time getting it out there and into the people. Maybe, maybe he saw that the problem wasn't so much about the message, but the mode by which people would eventually understand it, the act of really listening. And so, one day, he found himself surrounded by people hungry for the message, but possibly not able to hear it. And he got into a boat, gave himself some elbow room, and wove one of his very best parables. Listen, a sower went out to sow. A God came to talk to you and say something really important to you. The seeds of this life-giving, love-pulsing message fell everywhere. All people had access to these seeds of the kingdom. But here's the thing. Listening is required. It doesn't just happen. The seeds can fall on listening hearts, or they can fall elsewhere. Some seeds fell on a hard path and were eaten by birds. Jesus explains that this represents the evil one snatching away what is heard. What could that be for us? Is it the distraction of our favorite media addiction? I don't know how many times I have been deep in thought about a sermon or someone who I promised to pray for, or even just a string of thoughts about all the good things of life. And then a notification pops up or dangles on the screen somewhere, and off I go into cyberland, bouncing from post to post, my conversation with God snatched away by birds of distraction. Jesus goes on. Some seeds fell on rocky ground, where they sprang up quickly but could not grow roots, so they withered in the sun and died. Jesus explains these as the moments when we hear something really compelling, a social justice movement that inspires us, something we like, a cause which we want to join, some moving moment in church that we'd like to apply to our life outside the church. We're moved for a minute, a minute to act in love, to evolve. But then 
inevitable challenges arise as we turn from the hard work back to the paths of least resistance where we feel most comfortable. No roots of strength have grown, and so we can't get beyond that moment of inspiration. We don't actually grow. Some seeds fell among thorns, and they grew, and as they grew, the thorns choked them. Jesus said these seeds fall on ears who belong to someone who's just very caught up with the concerns and values of the material world. The lore of wealth, monetary wealth, intellectual wealth, social wealth, the lore of wealth chokes out any potential for deep goodness, the deep goodness of God take root and be given room to grow. Isn't this the main story of our day? We really want all that is good to thrive, but we also want financial security and social status. We want to make sure that we are part of everything interesting or enriching that is happening out there, often at the expense of being a part of the body of Christ. The biggest force of love and healing that I know of often takes a back seat to far too many other opportunities. These other opportunities probably aren't bad in and of themselves, but as they add up, they crowd God out. And together, they become the thorns that take down the seeds of love, the seedlings of God's message that wants to grow in our consciousness. But then there's the good side. The good news. The good listening. The good space. The good weeding. The good compost of carbon and fertilizer. The good discerning. The willingness to listen without simultaneously formulating a response. The effort fully understand. The seeds that fall on good soil bring forth grain. Some a hundredfold, some sixty, some thirty. All produce love. Jesus said that good soil represents the ones who hear and understand and bear fruit. Now not one of us is all good soil. But not a one of us is completely lacking in good soil either. Not a one of us is free from birds and thorns and hard ground. Yet not a one of us is one-dimensional enough to consist of only these things. We can choose every day, in every moment, how to tend our own garden. We can practice listening for God in our lives by listening deeply to one another. We can practice entering into our interactions free of distractional devices, free of racing thoughts, free of judgments and assumptions. We can declutter our lives and our schedules and make space to be able to see and hear God and We can listen as deeply as we might listen if we found ourselves alone in a building wondering about strange noises and whether they are an intruder or just a normal noise of life. We can listen in such a way that love intrudes upon our distraction and shifts the rhythm of our lives toward the heart.
Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right and a good and joyful thing, always and everywhere, to give thanks to you, Father Almighty, Creator of heaven and earth. For you are the source of light and life. You made us in your image and call us to new life in Jesus Christ our Lord. Therefore, we praise you, joining our voices with angels, with archangels, and with all the company of heaven, who forever sing this hymn to proclaim the glory of your name.
Eternal God, Heavenly Father, you have graciously accepted us as living members of your Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ, and you have fed us with spiritual food in the sacraments of his body and blood. Send us now into the world in peace, and grant us strength and courage to love and serve you with gladness and singleness of heart. Through Christ our Lord.